Hi, I'm Alex. And I'm Nikki. Welcome to Swipe Fat. Where dating's hard. But dating when you're fat is even harder. I'm a little wired right now, I'll tell you that. Why? Oh, you got some Starbies? Yeah, well, okay. Is it weird if you buy Starbucks the day before and then you only drink half and then you drink the other half the next day? Because that's what I did. And I feel like I'm talking really fast and that's how it feels in my brain right now. Okay, so we're two different kinds of peoples because... (laughs) That's that wouldn't be enough for me. Um, this? to be, he, yeah. First of all, half of a grande. Yeah, well, like, it's a little more than a half, probably here. Okay, so that grande has two shots of espresso in it total. So, um, maybe one shot of espresso is winding you up like this. Wild to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's so much. <laughs> I did. I'm like, whoa. No, <laughs> no, it's nothing. Um, it's a cup of coffee. Mm. Uh. I did, however, get told by my gynecologist that I need to cut down on caffeine. She yeah. said I'm overdoing it a little bit. <laughs> so I'm glad I'm glad a professional told you because uh, you weren't listening to me. <laughs> and I was like, but I'm so tired. And she goes, Well, you're building up a tolerance. And I was like, but I'm so tired. This is me <laughs> from being tired. And then I can cut out on the coffee. <laughs> So uh, we just went back and forth like that for like three minutes with my doctor. I was like, I'm tired. (laughs) She's like, no more caffeine. And I was like, but I'm tired. (laughs) Well, when also what time are you having it? Because I heard on a podcast recently that you're supposed to stop drinking coffee after I think 11 or something. Why? Because it affects your sleep pattern. Does it? I don't know. I don't I drink drinking, it. So I was drinking coffee at like age three. So oh well, cafe con leche. Yeah, I was gonna say it's your it's your heritage. It's my heritage. <laughs> and I was drinking sips of coffee very young. Um, but um, I, I just have always liked coffee though. Um, since just like you like coffee, I like potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah heritage heritage but, but, but my other heritage is potatoes so <laughs> coffee and potatoes are my heritage <laughs> just kidding that's that okay anyways <laughs> that sounds so awful <laughs> these are cool. jokes FY. these are jokes people they're jokes jokes jokes, J- jokes. yeah um Anyway, enough about us. Yeah, I was gonna make another <laughs> bad joke. Let's let's move on. Let's divert. Who do we have on the podcast today? Yeah, we have a Tell guest today. People. Her name is Shaylee. She's a uh, hundred. She has a hundred k plus followers on YouTube. She talks about body positivity, plus size fashion, mental health, and she does makeup tutorials. Um, she also co-hosts a podcast with her sister Kylie called "Engaged and Divorced" um, because her sister recently got. Um, married and she recently got divorced so they talk about being um married (laughs) married and divorced and like everything that goes with uh, those two things but they're also both plus size and so talk about those things as well um and yeah we have her on today to talk a little bit about um dating post-divorce and also purity culture which Mm -hmm. i think is really interesting i think you guys are going to be into that yeah you guys are always posting about in our Facebook group so now we have somebody on who uh, has been a part of it yeah because we have not we have not yeah and I think it's important to hear from someone who (laughs) what I just whispered we're whores (laughs) we're not we're not though (laughs) okay (laughs) maybe 
I, maybe I need more coffee. Yeah, what's happening cup. What's right wrong now? with me? Oh my God. <laughs> Talk about purity culture. <laughs> maybe you need to be unindoctrinated too. <laughs> Jeez. Okay, well... <laughs> I think it's important that we have someone on the podcast to talk about um, purity culture from someone who experienced it was in it. Mm -hmm. Um, Shaylee was in the evangelical church. So um, she's going to talk a lot about that and um, what it's also coming to terms with your body. Yeah. And uh, dating after divorce. After divorce and purity culture. So two things like wrapped up in each other. Mm -hmm. So here she is. Hey, Shaylee. Hi. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. I'm a huge Swipe Fat fan. Oh my God. Well, we're a huge fan of you. So this is a very mutual. Wait, Alex, did I tell you that she reached out to me after all my TikTok stuff happened? And it was so sweet. She sent me a voice memo um, because you've gone through it. Yeah, I was like permanently banned from TikTok because of my body. So I've been off of it for like Freaking a year crazy. now. Are you I'm, able to get make a new account or just like? I'm able to, but every time I've already done it twice. And every time I do, these same boys find me again and ban no me until I get kicked off again. Yeah. So it's like at this point, it's kind of just something I've stopped thinking. Oh, I'm like, I guess I won't be on TikTok right now. It's fine. How do they find you? I have no idea, but they have way too much time on their hands because they just mass reported my account every day. And then I'm sure you guys have had this happen to you where you'll have like a notification notification come up where it's like your account has been suspended for a few days. We've had warnings warnings. on our swipe fat account, but no, um, it's only been like warning and then they'll remove videos, mostly my videos. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Well, we a few of us together. And us together. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'll get warnings. I did get a warning and then I got like a second warning and a third warning. And then after the third warning, they locked me out for like two weeks and then just permanently banned it. So yes, I know what it's like to go through that in such a large level. I also had this right wing conservative influencer I guess you can say after me so that was a whole other thing too so yeah I've definitely been on that side of like the hate and I know how hard that that is that was a big like a huge person Mm -hmm. like meaning like large personality like very famous yeah like four million followers or something wait just for me who came after you Candace Owens yeah okay but she's in hot water right now is she? What's yeah. she do? Did you hear about I mean, the whole Nicole Arbor thing? No. Okay, so do you guys know who Nicole Arbor is? Like Arbor and Wood? Um, no, she made a video like I want to say eight years ago that went viral and it was called like Dear Fat People. No. No. And she was like criticizing fat people for like 10 minutes straight and she went viral and mostly everybody was like in favor of it, but she got a lot of hate for it too. Yeah. So actually when the whole Candace Owens thing went down, cause she was friends with Candace Owens. She actually was like trying to cancel me, like coming after me. I had to block her, but anyway, it's a recent news. She's like come out with all these receipts and everything of like how terrible of a person Candace is. Cause they were friends and worked together. 
Yeah. And so like she came out with all these receipts and she's like a Republican too. So all these people are like, oh, we're taking your side and we're not supporting Candace anymore. It's a whole video. You guys got to watch it. It's crazy. Okay. Okay. The truth comes to light. I mean, can, you can tell Candace is a horrible person. She's a horrible person. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, so, even like all the stuff with her and Kanye too. Like, I know. Mm. Anyway. Moving on from the trolls. <laughs> um, so Shaylee is um, obviously she's a body positive plus size fashion YouTuber, but she also has a podcast with her sister called um, Divorce, Engaged and Divorced. Mm-hmm. And because uh, your sister Kylie is, well, she's married now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you had just gotten divorced. And so you were doing a podcast about like your two perspectives on sort of like dating in the world and you know marriage and all of, all of that stuff so that's why we wanted to have Shaylee on today was to talk about uh divorce and sort of like dating in a dating post-divorce and how do you recover from divorce and just like all of that stuff because we I feel like we see a lot of people in our Facebook group talking about that and um since Nikki and I don't really have that perspective we wanted someone to come on to talk a little bit about divorce yeah definitely so common for sure yeah so what age were you when you got married did you have dating before then too so I grew up I think we're going to talk about this later I'm sure but I grew up in the evangelical church um so I was raised Christian my whole life and it's kind of a running joke if you grew up in the church that you're going to get married when you go to college, like you go to college to get married. Mm-hmm. Right. And I didn't go to college, but I went to like a 10 month program after high school um, to be a worship pastor. And I met my ex-husband there. And so we had only been dating for four months before we got engaged, which is wow. very common within the church. And then like six months after that, we got married. So we didn't even know each other for a full year before getting married. And I was 19. Okay. Okay. So yeah. not much time to do anything. No, not much time at all. But um, <laughs> yeah, it was intense. And I look back now and I've taken that situation and I've realized that's not something I want to do again. Like it's it's good to go slowly and good to get to know people. Um, but yeah, my divorce was finalized last year and I'm 32. So that many years of being married. It's pretty wild. So did you date at all before you got married? Not, no, really. not really. Because of I the like, church, I'm assuming. Yeah, I had one serious boyfriend before him, but that was it. I was kind of taught that you don't just date to date people, to get to know people. Like, you date for marriage. Yeah. So it just puts a lot of pressure on the whole dating experience. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, okay, I have to find the one, like, immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and young, right? Like, you want to meet them young right right and also there's the whole aspect of you don't have sex before marriage right so oftentimes people just get married just so they can have sex (laughs) yeah did you have the courtship aspect of it of with the faith or was it a little more tame than that I don't know if it was necessarily courtship it just moved really quickly and it was just kind of one of those things where it was like we felt like God brought us together so it just moved really fast Mm -hmm. but I don't necessarily think there was like a courtship or anything so you guys were able to be like so sometimes like 
alone you mean yeah I grew up in Church of Christ and like they like people couldn't be in the same room necessarily or like by themselves for a long period of time until both families like agreed and like there was you could only do certain kind of touching um and there was a lot that it wasn't necessarily like that I mean we spent a lot of time together and I would like spend the night as his apartment but like we just wouldn't have sex it was like you do every other thing that you can do except for mm-hmm. actual trade of sex. <laughs> you're okay, like, so how, you're can still... we, how can we go around it? Yeah. Like literally, this is what Christians do. So um yeah, it was just a, a whirlwind. Yeah. Of emotions. <laughs> and I had also moved because he is from Florida. So I left Colorado where I live and moved to Florida the day after our wedding. And I had never lived away from home before. So it was just a big transition. Yeah. Especially being that young. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. You and think like, you're so old and mature at 19. I know. I know. <laughs> even looking back at like being in college, I'm like, how did I even survive? I don't understand the situations I put myself into. I'm like, it is a miracle that I I exist today. I feel like some of the situations I put myself like in like three years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Like, or, you know, like, I think we're not fully functioning adults. I don't think ever. That's what I'm learning. Well, ever, but at least you have some knowledge of (laughs) what's right or wrong. Once you hit 30, I feel like is when you're like, oh man, okay. (laughs) Things are changing. um, And you know a lot more, but yeah. Okay. So now that you're, officially divorced you have been dating um has that been weird for you because you didn't really date before like you got married yeah it's the weirdest part about dating for me has just been like meeting guys because once again growing up in purity culture I was literally taught in my high school youth group not to be friends with boys Mm. because they only want you for one thing and you cannot cause them to stumble so like all that blame and shame is put on the girls and the women of the church and I was genuinely afraid to like keep my friendships with with some of the boys that I'm friends with and um being married I never had guy friends either so now like being able to have friends that are guys and go on dates that with guys like that that has definitely been a whole new experience in a whole new world for sure um kind of like stripping those shame pieces one by one and realizing there's really nothing wrong with it at all and I'm also not responsible for what men do so right yeah that's a big one yeah I think Mm -hmm. to unlearn because I even I mean I think all of us had some sort of aspect of that you know like maybe mine wasn't as intense and I whatever but I mean I definitely was taught not to be in those situations because like I'm the one basically that like controls it somehow. Like I remember even recently my dad being like, well, you know, I taught you um, to be smart and all that stuff. And I'm like, okay. Like I know that you wouldn't get in those situations because I taught you to be smart. And I'm like, yeah, but how about we teach men (laughs) like and boys to not put us in those situations or like make us feel uncomfortable Or, you know, like if we are in that situation that we're not at fault for it, like if I wear a short skirt, that's not this like huge big deal. Like just because you taught me to like 
I don't know. Like, what's the insinuation there? You taught me not to be a slut. Like, I don't, you yeah. know, like, I don't get what that implication is. And it, I don't know. I know it's like a general, a generational thing. Plus, like, we grew up in the Catholic church. So there's that added layer there, too. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's so nuanced and weird and like ooey gooey to like go through. It is. And it really, I feel like it played a significant role in my relationship with my body and just not loving it and not feeling comfortable in it. There was just so much shame tied to that too, because I was a worship pastor for 10 years. So I would lead the music in church every Sunday. And it was like, if you had an arm showing, it was like, you need to go home and change your outfit or, um, you know, I have big boobs. So just like, no matter what I wear, I'm going to have cleavage. Like, it's just what happens. So I've been sent home to change when I have cleavage showing or like whatever. Um, it's just it, all of those things compounded together. You're just like, oh, my body's disgusting. It's gross. Like I can cause a guy to stumble. I can, I can be the, the person who everyone's like, oh, why does she look like that? You know what I mean? It's just so yeah. much focus on our looks and our body and it messes you up. It does. I mean, piggybacking off of that, I was sent home so much in grade school um because I grew like I developed really early I was 10 when I got my period so like I had boobs I had curves and I got sent home for wearing a skirt once because they thought the shorts were too short and it was like humiliating to the point where so in eighth grade this is very very weird but at our school they used to give um like, I don't know, these like accolades so that eighth graders would give them to the second, seventh graders and it would be like, they would will you something. So they'd be like, um, I'm going to will Maggie um, a dog because she loves dogs. It was so stupid. It was really dumb. They willed me a long skirt. What? Yeah, because oh. of I got sent home for dressing slutty and after that year, they had to get rid of it because literally the whole school went, ooh, and like they knew that that was bad, right? Like they yeah. were shaming me. They were yeah. body shaming me. Um, I got sent home from work multiple times for showing cleavage and I, and the, my boss was a dude and he made a woman server tell me because he didn't feel comfortable. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, is it because you feel uncomfortable because you're attracted? Like mm-hmm. I can't help it. <laughs> Like, yeah. like you said, if I wear anything and then from then on, I had to wear polo shirts, like anytime I went to work and everyone else got to wear these like really cute tops. And I was like, it's a uniform. What am I supposed to do? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Sorry. No. I get really passionate about that stuff because it's like, I definitely always felt super sexualized, even as a child, like a exactly. child and it's yeah. gross. And right. I, I hate that. Like they made me hate my body even when I was like that young and it starts so when you're so little Mm -hmm. and then to learn to love yourself again, like you're the one that made me hate myself. Yeah. So it just super sucks. I mean, to like put that then wrapped in like what you were going through, which is like, that's your whole identity at that point. Right. Like being a worship pastor, worship, like worship pastor, sorry. And all that stuff, that's, that's so extra like and then to do that in adulthood too and have to unwrap it 
that's heavy yeah and then there was the the contrast of like being a worship pastor and then posting my life on social media and like being in a bathing suit and then I'd have the elders calling my ex-husband like she can't post these things on the internet because the congregation's watching her and we have kids in our youth group that are seeing her and I'm like are you reading the captions are you reading the messages of my posts because it's not like I'm just posting a photo of myself in a bathing suit for funsies I mean I could do that (laughs) and it still wouldn't matter but like there's a message here you know it's like I'm trying to impact the younger generations it's not about that but yeah there's definitely been just that fight within myself to like be true to myself and like figure out who I am and as I've grown up figuring out what I believe versus Mm -hmm. what I've just been taught to always know you know Mm -hmm. yeah so when it comes to to dating like where did you start were you like okay I'm gonna go on these dating apps or yeah I was super curious about it um because I hadn't obviously dated or done anything since I was 18. So I, your guys' podcast, I was like religious, religiously listening to it, even though I was married, um, cause I found it so fascinating. And also I was told by like everyone, you know, comments or like mean bullies or whatever that like fat women are not desirable. Mm-hmm. And I'm hearing you guys on all your adventures and like living your best lives and which you guys probably would laugh if I said that, but yeah, <laughs> I'm like, like, oh, yeah. except I'm single, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah, but we are yeah, living our like, best lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For me, I was like, it sounds so fun because, like, I've been to- tied down to one person for so long. Like, I want to experience it. Um, and so yeah, I went out there and just went on apps and started dating, and I found out really quickly that a lot of men actually don't care at all about what your body looks like and that's just like this false narrative and so that made me feel better because I was definitely nervous about that I was like am I it's is it gonna be like super hard to date as a fat woman like is it really as bad as everyone's making it seem to be and I've had some situations you know where like people are weird or fetishy or whatever but I would say for the most part most men don't really actually care if they like you as a person you know what I mean yes it's that it's that part of like (laughs) the respect part I think is that it's the I think the hardest thing to find for any woman probably I think that there's this like weird I don't know it's it's sort of like I think a lot of women now are just like realizing like what their boundaries are and that we should be treated better and so we're putting those boundaries up and men are sort of like, what the fuck is happening? I don't know. Short circuit right. a little bit. Right. <laughs> I was like, right. I don't know. I, I had a um experience recently where a guy was like, he wasn't even mean that sexual, but I was like, you said something sexual. I haven't even met you yet. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you doing that? And I think before I probably would have been like, oh, he didn't mean it like that, yeah. you know? And now I'm like, hey, like if we're doing this honest and open thing that you kind of said that we should be doing, I don't feel comfortable the fact that you just brought up like a sexual thing, innuendo. Right. Um, Like we have not met yet. I don't know you. You don't know me. 
and he was like immediately super defensive and it's like okay well we ruled you out yeah right oh i thought he apologized to you he did um and he would didn't do it again but then i don't know he did other things it's like it was a red flag for a reason yeah (laughs) right um so yeah i don't know has like what's your like let's do a best and worst because i yeah i definitely want to hear good things too (laughs) oh wait what apps did you start with? oh sorry um i think i started on facebook dating oh Oh my gosh shaylee are you still in florida (laughs) what why are you saying oh my gosh have you not it was awful for us yeah oh is it okay i feel like i've met really awesome people on facebook dating are you are you still in in colorado i'll I'll answer for her okay colorado never mind colorado okay well it's just like i'm obsessed with shaylee so i know everything about her do you (laughs) want me to do the interview for her yeah (laughs) <laughs> okay well my my thoughts are different are you are you like you don't have to say where are you in a big city or no yeah you I are okay. well, I'm in the second largest city I'm in Colorado Springs okay I just like that that kind of makes sense like I work do some work in Denver so it kind of makes sense that like because Facebook is pretty big still there mm-hmm. so. yeah um so you guys always talk about Hinge. Is that the one you always love? You guys love mm-hmm. Hinge the most? Right now we love right now she loves Hinge. Some days we love Bumble. It really depends. Okay. See, and that's it's really interesting because no matter where you are, the dating app scene is totally different. So yeah. here in Colorado, everybody hikes, everybody snowboards, everybody skis, everybody like is so active and it's all of that. So everybody that I've met on Hinge. I tried Hinge out and I just couldn't find like a single person because everybody's like, what an adventure buddy that'll go snowboarding with me every weekend. And I'm like, I, I will try snowboarding, but I'm not going to go every weekend. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Um, so that's kind of the scene here. It's just a lot of like adventure guys. It's like, cool. That's fun to do for small portions, but not like mm-hmm. all day, forever. Day. Yeah. They want to do. Yeah. Okay. Facebook dating. Okay. Yeah. So now we can go back to Alex's first or uh, her question. Best. Well, and worst. yeah. Best and worst dates. Best and worst dating. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. The the worst is hard because I've had some doozies, um, which I've talked about on my podcast. But um, one guy invited me to, and I met him on Tinder. He was the first Tinder guy I met. So I was hearing good things about Tinder. People were like, I met my person on Tinder. Mm. This is hap- this happens sometimes. Okay. Yeah. So it like, does oh. no, it does actually. It's I You so met I, your ex on Tinder. I, I met an ex on Tinder. Yes. Oh, that okay. was years ago. That was like seven years ago. Um, but there's people like Abby Bible on TikTok, her current boyfriend she met on Tinder. So I guess it is it is you real. You can't rule out any yeah. place. Yeah. Yeah. Just because it's bad for one person doesn't mean it's going to be bad for another. I that know. can be said yeah. for any app. And, and yeah. one of our closest friends met her current boyfriend who she's about to move in with on Tinder. So, yeah. Okay, fine. Tinder might be back in. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Well, I was, I literally was on every app because I was like, I'm going to compare and contrast the apps. I'm going to search on yeah. the best. Like, I was just super curious about it. So, I've done it all. Don't ever do eHarmony. It's the biggest scam. Yeah. They took so much money from me. Um, it's terrible. But yeah. I still had, I had a debt collector call me the other day. Like, you still owe $45. $45. They have a debt collector calling yeah. you. Yeah. 
They're yeah. in trouble. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I was like, oh no. Um, but yeah, so uh Tinder, he was the first guy that I met on Tinder, and he seemed nice enough. Um we met pretty quickly and we met at this restaurant and things were going well. We actually connected really quickly and easily. I was getting friend vibes from him. I wasn't really interested in a relationship with him, but I was like, Hmm, you never know what will happen. So afterwards we go out to the parking lot and this woman shows up in a truck to like come pick him up. And he's like, Oh, hi, guess who this is. It's Shaylee. And she's like staring at me. And then he's like, she's a huge fan of your YouTube channel and follows you. And I was like, who is this? And he's like, oh, this is my friend. And it, the whole thing was just like really fishy and weird. So yeah. I was like, all right, bye, see you later. And then out of curiosity, I found him on social media and I found her and they're dating. And she what had just followed me the night before. Yeah. And so I called him out on it and I was like, was that your girlfriend? And he's like, she was, but not anymore. We just live together now. But why is what? she picking you up? Yeah. And then I went to her Facebook and she had a picture of the two of them and saying like, he's my whole world and my forever person, like three days before the date. So, so that, was, this... that was probably one of the worst. <laughs> dates. Think, wait, do you think they're trying to like, yeah, maybe they're trying to like threesome. I mean, maybe, but why would you not express that? We, yeah. our date was like four hours long. Like there was plenty of time to yeah. disclose that information. And he's also a worship pastor, so I don't see that being a thing. Yeah. Oh, oh I, my God. I was like, maybe she has a weird kink and she's into that kind of thing. Like, and like watching? wants him wants him to go on another date and like she wants to get kind of jealous. Like or they maybe. could be in a polyamorous relationship. I don't know. True. But oh. once again, aren't you supposed to disclose that before you even like meet? They don't always. No, they, they don't. No. That's hard. If it's just a date, you know. I mean, I went on a date with a guy. I didn't know he was Polly. Mm-hmm. He wasn't even going to tell me. <laughs> we figured, we found it out, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But why I mean, would you not tell somebody that? It's just... I mean, I think that was a weird one. That was yeah. a TV for the TV show we did, but... But, like, oh, they're okay. all... Like, they, there's couples on TikTok talking about, like, that they don't disclose because, like, they don't, or they don't feel like they have to until, like, the second or third date because if it's just casual dating, why do they owe them, you know, somebody that... It's all over TikTok. I don't know. I mean, I guess I it's like you it. don't owe me. I mean, this is a lot, such a larger conversation, mm-hmm. but like, what if I'm not into that immediately? Like, yeah. yeah. Well, like, like think about- it's almost like you want to hook me and then convince me to be in your lifestyle. That's not mm-hmm. chill. I, yeah. I kind of think of it like, I mean, you're, you're a mom, but like, if you were, when you were just starting to date, like, were you, Alex, what just happened? Oh, sorry. <laughs> she wanted us to see her boobs yeah Yeah. well I just wanted you to know what they looked like for thank you yeah you're welcome (laughs) um but if like when you first started dating just like you were just probably going out casually dating like going like oh this is just gonna be one date who knows we'll go from there did you tell every single person that you were a mom yeah you did I felt like that was important to disclose from the beginning. I actually had it in my dating profile. Like in your bio or just like in the, like clicking it? Well, on Facebook dating, you don't have to write it in your bio because it like asks if you have kids. Mm -hmm. So Mm. I would just put have kids, you know, Mm -hmm. if it was like an app that doesn't disclose that, then I would 
write that out because I know that eliminates me for some people and I'd yeah. rather just be eliminated and not waste each other's time. You yeah. know, that's a huge thing. So yeah, I don't know. I just, for him to say that they were not dating, I'm like, then what's the deal here? And then he would just ignore me. And then he would come back like three days later and be like, Hey, how's it going? And I finally just blocked him. Yeah. It's because, yeah. And I don't know if you guys do this, but I don't want people to know my full name because then they'll find me on the internet since I have a very rare name. So like I go by Shay on the apps and I don't give men my phone number. Like we talk over Snapchat. I have like a specific Snapchat just Mm -hmm. to give to guys to talk. Okay. I was was going to say, doesn't Snapchat attach to it can attach to your like phone number if you like put that setting on there. But I already have a Snapchat that's connected to my phone number. So like, that's my actual Snapchat. Okay. This one's just a separate one. So I just, I've been trying to do like every measure of safety and precaution with that because there's some weirdos out there. I went on another date with this guy who was like planning our future after only knowing him for like three hours. He was like, why didn't you bring your kids? I really wanted to meet them. I'm like, I'm not introducing my kids to anybody for a very long time. Wow. And we're walking around. We were at a mall and he was like, we should buy that store together. And then we can like combine our talents and like sell our stuff and like have our own business. It'd be great. That's called love bombing. Yeah. Yeah. And then when he kissed me, he like started choking me. And I was like, okay. Squeeze. Goodbye. This is why I don't give men my phone number because I just don't trust men with that information when they're crazy. So that's a that's a quick choke. Standing outside the mall and a goodbye kiss and like he he like choked you. Yeah, basically he like it was it was it was was so fast. I was getting it. (laughs) I know that escalated quickly. (laughs) (laughs) I like kissing, so I was getting into the kiss. I was like, yeah, this guy's crazy, but whatever. We're kissing. It's fine. And then I just like feel his whole hand like come around my neck and he like grabs it really tight. And I was like, um, no, I gotta go. Bye. Wow. That was bold of him. So bold. Yeah. Outside the mall. <laughs> they were they were talking about by the store. Like clearly. <laughs> They're shopping. Interesting. Yeah. I mean that one that's an that's a doozy. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. What was your best though? Yeah. My like best. best first date. Best first date. Yeah. Best first date. Um, I went on a date with this guy, and he was vulnerable and honest from the very beginning, which to me is like, uh, it's like the biggest turn on ever. Mm-hmm. Um, because he shared something with me he hadn't really shared with like a lot of his own family members but he just like felt safe to tell me that and then um we just had a lot of great conversation walked around for a bit he walked on the side of the street where the cars were it was so sweet and then and then he asked if I could or if he could kiss me and I thought that was sweet too because a lot of men don't do that yeah what are your guys' thoughts on that I know we have um I'm looking at Nikki's face right now and I know I she know. hates it. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, no, I don't I wouldn't like him to ask me that. Like I want to wouldn't like it. it. No. You just want him to do it. I guess it depends on how they ask, but yeah. like in the past when they ask, it's like not like romantic. It's like very nervous and like Yeah. Ick. 
but like sometimes in the movies it's cute like I just never had that experience I feel like the nervousness is endearing because you know if you can make a man nervous he's really into you that's a nice way to look at it that is a nice way to look at it it's like I get nervous when I'm around people I'm attracted to Mm -hmm. you know people I want to be with so like I find awkwardness and nervousness to be like really cute okay I like I like reframing it that way yeah the way you're reframing it is great yeah because sometimes it gives me the ick yeah um, when a guy it feels but I mean I think there's a difference between nervous and like not being confident yes and there's like a fine line there because if you're like not being confident that like gives me the ick yeah yeah Yeah. and I've only had it where they're not confident yeah like they think you're gonna say no yeah yeah like okay like they're like asking you like like it's like they're asking you a question but they are afraid you're gonna say no so they're like really reserved about asking the question yeah but like in your case if it was like he was just trying to be a gentleman and like trying to check boundaries I'd be down with that I also like sometimes when they say like I'm gonna kiss you right now it's almost like they're asking but telling you because you still so you still have an option to Mm -hmm. be like oh no thank you but they're like kind of being like they're asking but not asking you know Mm -hmm. what I mean yeah yeah I like it that way that's I was gonna I was gonna message you the other day Alex because I was listening to the answering your questions part one and you guys were talking about how you hate good morning texts oh yeah yeah I love those (laughs) (laughs) I was like how dare they say that so actually somebody put it up facebook group like being like i love them like and did a whole poll about it and yeah we're like the, oh, we're really? the, yeah and we're like the but only people do you, that don't like them i feel yeah do you love them from people you're not in a relationship with like some random like, i don't guy? love when they say i don't love when they say like good morning gorgeous or good morning beautiful yeah. that rubs yeah. me the wrong way but if they just say good morning i'm like that's really sweet because you know you're like the first person they thought of when they woke up i know but if you're just started I guess I guess it me, depends on your level your level yeah. of you are in your relationship yeah like but yeah. if you just go on one date like and yeah no that's weird send them yeah and there's guys who will send good morning and good night texts before you even go on one date yeah and wait, have you guys seen the tiktok sound where they're like good morning starshine the earth says hello that uh, you haven't seen that uh-oh. Oh, I'm the only one okay yeah. it's from oh, man. okay well it's a tiktok sound and it's like women usually being like when I give the guy the nice guy a chance and it's like this is the text I get and it's like good morning sunshine the earth says hello and it's so <laughs> awkward and weird and I'm like yeah. that's the vibe yes. that good morning texts give me it's yeah. like this I don't know however if it's a guy that I'm dating then yes I okay. like we're in a serious relationship yeah. Like good morning or how how's your day going? I, like a check-in. I like that. Yes. But this particular instance when I think we were talking about it was that guy that I'd only FaceTimed with. Yeah. And we had never met and he kept sending me good morning texts and I was like, "But you're you're not planning a date." And yeah. We, we don't even know each other. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, you, you can spend 5 seconds typing in morning, you can spend 5 seconds being like, "You want to go on a date this week?" Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think, like, somebody actually brought it up in the Facebook group, which makes, like, real, was, like, a ding, ding, ding for me. So if I am, like, having good morning, good night texts with somebody, and for some reason they don't do it, like, that would probably bother me. Like, if all of a sudden they stopped, I'd be like, well, what's wrong? Mm -hmm. 
Like I don't. Like, yeah, you're like relying on them. Yeah, because day. I like consistency. Yeah. But like, I don't need like that. I don't need that. I don't yeah. need that much because you're like in a way you're validating me, and then you take the validation away. Yeah, yeah. that's true. You know, I don't. That's, I don't. That's a hard balance with dating, and then mm-hmm. like when you get into relationships, is like, you know, we we pull our hearts back because we have to protect ourselves and all of that. But when you're like dating somebody and then when you get into a relationship, you're like giving them your heart. Mm -hmm. It's like finding that balance. That's like really challenging and tough. One thing I did not know going into dating was that there's like all these levels. It's like, you can be dating somebody, but they're still sleeping around with a ton of people. Mm -hmm. And that's just like the norm, right? Like everyone's just dating each other. And then you have to have, the exclusive conversation and then the exclusive conversation is different than the boyfriend girlfriend conversation like I didn't know all these things existed mm-hmm. I wish I would have because it probably <laughs> would have saved me some heartache along the way because I've had my fair share of like situationships and those are terrible yeah yeah but it's all a learning experience definitely I mean would you say what would you say the hardest part of like being divorced and dating is like in general I think for me it's been just putting myself out there again um my marriage was very toxic and like damaged me in a lot of ways and just putting myself out there and dating again there's just a lot of fear attached to that and I think everybody has a little bit of fear when they're dating you know Mm -hmm. of getting hurt Um, I think that's normal, but that's probably been the hardest. And then also I'm used to somebody who I'm with all the time. Like you have that companionship all the time. He had known me since I was a child and saw me walk through all these stages of my life and like was with me through all of that. And then going back into the dating world where people are like, what's your favorite color? You know what I mean? Like when you have that intensity of a relationship versus mm-hmm. like the getting to know each other stage it's kind of hard yeah. because you naturally want to kind of like escalate it and like kind of rush things I found myself wanting to do that at times mm-hmm. and you have to remember to like pull yourself back and be like I'm not there I know that's what you're used to but you're starting over yeah that's a good insight because I think anyone coming out of any long relationship yeah would understand that because it's like I mean, I know, I mean, I haven't been in a like very long, serious relationship ever, but I think, um, I don't know. There's just like this that I, I want to skip the getting to know you stage. I like actually don't enjoy it. I know for most people, that's like the best part of dating. And I'm like, I would rather just be comfortable. Like I want to feel comfortable and I don't want to have to go through the uncomfortable to get to the comfortable. Like, yeah, it sucks. It's like, I just want I don't know. I think in my mind, I have this like huge fantasy of just like um, a friend of mine just all of a sudden professing their love for me. And then we fall in love and we get married because that's like all I, that's what I want. I want there to be like no awkwardness (laughs) whatsoever. Um, And of course there are times where I've like had fun getting to know someone and that's all great. But yeah, I think that's a good, a good insight. I just, yeah, nothing like nothing trumps the comfortability you have with somebody, you know? And um, another challenging thing for me is I have two kids. So that just changes 
the game when it comes to like dating and there's such a huge stigma on single moms which I didn't know until I was like watching videos about being a single mom and I found like whole YouTube channels dedicated to bashing single mothers and like telling men to avoid them and stay far far away and I was like oh my god my like damaged goods no my aunt's gonna want me you know um because there's just so much negativity surrounding single moms and like on their from their perspective from the male perspective um and then on top of that just protecting my kids and figuring out when are they going to meet the next person you know that I'm exclusive with or whatever like how does that work timeline wise I'm just kind of figuring figuring it out as I go um that's like the tagline to our podcast she says I've got the rings and I say and I'm trying to figure out these damn things yeah yeah that's my life I'm that's trying to figure can out. do <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I I grew up with a single mom who was dating um, most of, like, she got in her second marriage when I was eight, and then she dated again, got divorced, and then dated, um, like, my junior, senior year of high school. But I think, like, there's no, like, you just have to go with your gut and do what feels best for you. Yeah. Because everyone's so different with that. Yeah. There's timelines, you know, like people Mm -hmm. put timelines on it. And yeah, I think it's more of like, where are you specifically Mm -hmm. in your life at the stage that you're in with the person that you're with? Yeah. What does that look like for you? Yeah. And I would say, trust your kids when they say certain things, if they have any feelings, listen to those. And you can also get them involved in your dating process without getting them involved, like letting them know what's going on. Like, it's like, oh, mommy's going out. Like your daughters can like get ready to go out with you. And it's like, so it's like something fun and they're involved and they don't feel left out. Like I used to love getting ready when my mom got ready. I would go on a date with my imaginary best friends. So that like, that's what I would do. Yeah. Perspective because- Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's just a lot of pressure and fear with that. Like, yeah. I don't want to mess them up, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, it is important for them to see how relationships work. And, mm-hmm. like, if yeah. one doesn't work out, it's important to have that conversation with them of, like, this is why it didn't work out. Yeah. It's like they're a lot, kids are a lot smarter than we, like, give them. Like, yeah. I knew a lot more that was going on than I probably, that than she thought I would know, I think. So, just, like, yeah. giving them. Yeah. And it's all at your own level, but yeah, it's hard for my kids. They still at times will ask me like when I'm getting back together with daddy and when we're going to move in together and kiss again and all this, it's like, it's heartbreaking every time, but I know when they're old enough to understand, they'll totally get why I left. And also I think them to make sure that they find healthy people mm-hmm. and get into the healthy relationships that they deserve so yeah it's mm-hmm. trying to take away that like mom guilt of making that decision that I know ultimately is what's best for them even though it's been struggle for sure yeah mm-hmm. that is hard I mean if you could give advice to someone who's listening about like uh, I don't know nuggets about dating post-divorce would you is there anything that comes to mind 
I would say spend some time not dating and journal, uh, reflect, go to therapy and figure out who you are again. Yeah. Especially if it was a long marriage, um, you kind of lose yourself in that and don't really know who you are at the end. And divorce is a total, it's like a death. I mean, it's like an identity shift too. And you have to like figure out who you are again. And so, all of it. yeah, spending that time with yourself to really reflect on not only what you want, but what you need and um, things that you learned from your last relationship that didn't work out that you can take into your next one. I think is really great. I did this journal called single is your superpower. Mm-hmm. And it made you think about really the kind of person and the kind of partner you want in your future. It asks a lot of like really great prompts, like what are 10 qualities that are non-negotiable and stuff like that. So then I was like, I'm going to use this as a, a guidebook to when I do start dating people to kind of like compare with what I have in here, because oftentimes we will settle or we will, um, you know, we have things that are like non-negotiables for us, but we're like, Oh, but I really like this person. We get caught up and then we're like, well, it's okay if they don't have that, or it's okay if they don't have this. And we kind of like excuse things and then it doesn't last. And then we realize, well, we didn't stay true to who we are and what we need. So having something like that is really great. Cause then you can see it when you're feeling all those like romantic fluttery feelings that aren't necessarily real you can compare and see like is this actually like a steady stable person mm-hmm. that helped me a single is your superpower that's what it was yeah okay that's an yeah I mean I think that could be good for anyone anybody yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah anybody. definitely I'm like taking notes I'm like, yeah. <laughs> single yeah. is your superpower <laughs> After we get off, she goes and buys it. I mean, uh, maybe. <laughs> but for you guys too, you know, because you guys have been in the dating scene for like so long, it'd probably be good for you guys to have something like that too, just to like center yourself and be like, yeah. what do I need? It just helps you like intentionally date a lot better, you know? Yeah. I know. I think that's really powerful. Yeah. I, I mean, especially in the new year, I think it's important to like, talk you know get in touch with what yourself and what you're like looking for especially I mean I feel like I do this thing where I go on like a bunch of dates and they don't work out and then I get discouraged I think like doing something like that would help a lot to like want to get back out there you know fast totally yeah also in this is like what are 10 great qualities about you why are you a catch and I think having that shift of perspective of like do they have anything to offer me? You know, because sometimes we're just like, oh, do they like me? Do they, do they you know, yeah. how do they feel about me? And then we start to stress out about that. And it's like, Mm-mm. we're the prize here. <laughs> yeah. And do they have something to offer me? Or do they have qualities that I need, you know, and to focus, like recenter that. Yeah. No, I yeah. think that's important. Really important. When you were talking about like how it's kind of frustrating going through like getting the get to know you phase, um, was it kind of nice though having people meet you at your who you currently are and like so it's not somebody who grew up with you like because you've gone through so many stages it's like who you are right now and like they take you at face value was that kind of beneficial and great for you? Yeah, I I 
have greatly enjoyed getting to know people and um you know once again growing up in the church I was taught that you can't be like unequally yoked with people so like if you're a Christian you need to date a Christian mm-hmm. and um I've just been really burned by the church both by being in ministry myself and and just everything that I've endured with the church and with Christians in general that I honestly was like I just kind of want to date people that aren't Christians. Like I want to meet atheists. I want to meet agnostics. I want to meet like Buddhists. Like I want to expand my horizons and um, realize just how there's so many like good people out there Mm -hmm. that don't necessarily believe the things that I believe, but we can still have a conversation and respect each other. And I never really got a lot of that within the church walls like I have outside of them. And so that's been a really interesting experience for me too, is meeting men who I'm like, oh, we definitely don't have the same beliefs, but this could actually work because we respect each other. Mm -hmm. Right. There's respect and like, you can be a good person without having the same, like, Mm -hmm. same beliefs. You can have similar morals. Yeah. I feel like with a lot of these things, it's like common sense and it's like, well, mm-hmm. yeah, but when you grow up not knowing these things, you relearn it all for the mm-hmm. first time. And I'm also in your guys' Facebook group, so I, I see some of the conversations in there. And I've seen a lot of the women in there um, with kind of a similar background that I have or like, like I've never had sex before, you know, yeah. I've, I've been saving myself for marriage, but now I want to experience it. And um, yeah that's a whole other thing is when I first got married uh, or when I got married, that was the first time I ever had sex was on my wedding night. So there's that too. And then coming out of my marriage being like, I want to explore my sexuality, Mm -hmm. you know, figure out what I like, what I don't like and be more comfortable in my body. And I read a book that helped me a lot in that it's called taking sexy back. I think it's called or taking your sexy back. Love that. It's really good. So and then also, is it called She Comes First? Or That sounds familiar. Uh, no, no, Come As You Are. Sorry, Come As mm. You Are. Have you read that one? No. Mm-hmm. I'm reading that one currently. If you have any shame in your body, specifically your sexuality, read that book. It's really good. Come As You Are. Mm-hmm. Spelled like C-O-M-E or the other way? Yeah, C-O-M-E. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we couldn't get away with doing that. I know, I know. <laughs> it's a little bit too. You angry. never know, guys. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. Well, that's really that's great. Yeah. I think those are both great resources for people. Mm-hmm. I know we see so much of that, and um, I mean, I think we always say that like you have to do what you feel is right for you and mm-hmm. what you're comfortable doing. So, you know, that's a conversation you have to have with yourself and Mm -hmm. no one can really tell you what's right or not when it comes Mm -hmm. to losing your virginity or exploring your sexuality with another person. So I think like having those resources to walk you through it and you making up your own mind is the most important thing. Yeah. hundred percent. We get a lot of, like, we always get questions about that and any ask us anything we do too. So, yeah. Yeah. 
I think it's hard because so many of us too, maybe it is even, you know, coded in, you know, Christianity or religion. It could just be because you're nervous about someone seeing your body or the fact that you've maybe been made fun of, or people have been made fun of, you've seen other people get made fun of and you don't want to be in that situation. So I think it's, it's a lot of, um, overcoming those fears of that happening but also again the whole thing of like exploring your own sexuality on your own before you bring in another human will make it so much better Mm -hmm. because you know who you are better um and what you're comfortable with Mm -hmm. right with another person Mm -hmm. because I've done when I was first exploring having sex I never did that. And I definitely did stuff that I'm like, wow, that probably wasn't the right person to do that with. And did I feel great about that after? Maybe no. So I wish I had been more empowered um, when doing those things for the first time. Totally. Yeah. So come as you are. Come as you are. Stop. Don't say it that way. Well, I had to. So you're so, you're so naughty. Come as you are. Gross. I mean, that's the whole point of the book. So I know. Just the <laughs> how do you know that I'm saying it differently? Because we can see your face. Well, they can't see your face, but I can um. see your face. <laughs> um, as you are. Yeah. Good job, Shaylee. Mm-hmm. Shaylee also okay. has a beautiful voice. And she's a singer. She's so great. Thank you. I'm just a super fan. It's fine. Are you really? I'm a super fan of you guys. Yes, I've been following you forever. I know. We've been following each other for like four years now, I think. Yeah. That's a long time. I know. That's a whole yeah. high school or college career. Yeah. Ooh. And Very through true. the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So many that- things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Multiple lives have been lived in those four years. <laughs> right? <laughs> Mine's... Hard to imagine life before 2020. I know, right? That's crazy. Well, thank you so much for joining us. This was great. I yeah. can't wait for everyone to hear it. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, thanks for the opportunity to be here. Yeah. And yeah. If anyone sure, yeah. that's listening to this need somebody to talk to when it comes to like purity culture reach out to me i love reading my dms and responding to you guys so she's so sweet i know (laughs) thank you (laughs) where can where can people find you so that they can yeah um my channel is just called shaylee s-h-a-y-l-e-e my instagram is shaylee with my last name m-e-u R E R. And those are my two places I hang out the most. So perfect. Make sure you go follow her there or subscribe on TikTok or what is it? Subscribe on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. This is why we're not on YouTube because I <laughs> <laughs> subscribe and follow <laughs> or like and subscribe. I don't know. Like and subscribe, I think. Like and subscribe. Yeah, like and subscribe. Hit that notification bell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We'll get there one day. <laughs> yeah. And anybody who thinks that Alex and Nikki should have a YouTube channel, let them know. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh. People already ask. So yeah. uh, we just have to do it. 
It's so much better seeing you guys than just listening. I know. So they can see my faces. Yeah. <laughs> that might uh, that might help. That might help. What with my faces? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> we both yeah, make faces. So that's true. Sometimes you guys will make comments on the podcast about how you're making a face or something and we can't see it. So yeah. that's true. That's true. Where when we're a, is it a gape? A gapped? A gape? A gape. I don't know. I'm gonna stop talking now. Okay. <laughs> I should just I should just we should just stop right there. Stop while we're ahead. Stop while we're ahead. Maybe we'll be on YouTube one day. You should. Maybe. Just do it. Okay. Well, yeah. thank you so much. As you know, at the end of every episode, we say goodbye together. Do you want to say bye with us? Yes. Okay. We do. Make sure you guys go follow Shaylee. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. 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 <laughs> Follow along with us on Instagram and TikTok at Swipe Bat. And if you're not a part of our private Facebook group, join that too. Just search Swipe Bat Podcast. And if you love us, make sure you subscribe and leave us a review. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.